Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Yay, we're still here, you guys. It's February. February. And just as we promised, it's the month of love. And so we are talking about love and relationships <laughs> all month long. Uh-oh. We've gone that route already. <laughs> <laughs> Only for this month. And then as soon as March 1st hits, we can start talking about being bitter and cynical and... All of our favorite things. Yeah. Yay! Maybe we'll do an... We'll, I was going to say, maybe we'll do an episode on witchcraft. And then I thought, well, we are doing tarot scripture readings right after this. So we'll report and say how it goes mm. on our Instagram. And then oh, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, today, what Anyways. are we talking about, Kaylee? First dates. <laughs> Cheers. I don't know how to go on from that point. Honestly, like, we we cringed so hard when we decided to <laughs> make this our topic because we were yeah. like, we already talked about dates on our, like, 10th episode. What more is there? About? Yeah, but then, like, as we were talking, we were like, yeah, but, like, people are kind of messed up in their mentality with, like, going on first dates and, yes. like, people don't pay attention to the red flags mm-hmm. that pop up on first right. dates. Right, we want to discuss the background ideas and concepts that we face in dealing with first dates. Because there's a reason why we cringe so much over them. Yeah. So what's the point of that? And how can we not cringe? Because ideally, it'd be nice to have a first date once in a while that does not suck yeah, so bad. I agree. You don't know who you want to strangle first, yourself or your date. Usually yourself. Yeah. For putting yourself into that I know, situation. Really, honestly. <laughs> so yeah, so we want to talk today about good first date activities, um, online dating versus meeting <laughs> organically red flags, and then, like, good advice for first dates. Mm -hmm. And obviously, we are not experts because... No, we're not. We are not. Well, we're barely experienced in first dates. Yeah, I'm really good at first dates, actually. Yes, we're good at that. Anything beyond that, though, there is no promise, there's no guarantee. Yeah, I can't... I mean, for the tricks on getting a second date, I don't know that one personally. So maybe this is the episode where we are the experts, because, like... The one episode where we know what we're talking (laughs) about. The only episode. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. All right. Lots of pressure, but we're going to make it work. All right. Buckle in, everyone. It's going to be a... Bumpy ride. Really bumpy ride. First of all, like, the thing you need to recognize about first dates is that it's all about getting to know one another, Mm -hmm. and trying to find out if you can even handle spending more than 30 minutes at a time with a person. Which, Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, honestly, like, <laughs> that is something that I struggle with a lot, is, like, my time where I'm not working or serving in my calling <clears throat> or doing the podcast or, mm-hmm. like, doing my tutoring gigs, the time that I have outside of all of that is so small and so precious that, like, if I am making an effort to go on a date with someone, I need to know that I can stand being around them for more than 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, then I have just wasted (laughs) precious alone time. Yeah, well, there's time to get ready, there's time to travel, there's time to hang out, and then there's time to leave afterward. And sometimes there might be even time where you need a, um, what's the term, recover? (laughs) (laughs) always recover yeah you need like like, put in at least an an hour or two on my schedule just to make sure i you know shake it all off when like in monsters inc when they have the 2319 and they have to shave yes like like blow up panic everywhere yeah burn things wash things everything have a nice sage afterwards (laughs) like oh goodness so ultimately we need to focus on friendship during these dates like a Mm. first date is not the end-all be-all you're really just trying to get to know the other person Mm. and build some sort of friendship foundation with Mm. them right and that's something that i've definitely been trying to focus more of my thoughts on when it comes to building relationships within the romance related world that because you can have i don't know my words anymore what is it called when people like get along really really well compatibility compatibility and chemistry oh Um, yes yes. so you can still have that but still have struggles so friendship is like the foundation of where most relationships should be built upon and so that's one of the reasons i really like this quote shared by sister susan w tanner from the young women's general presidency it was put in the new era in october 2004 but she originally said it in a 2013 byu devotional about how friendship is the grassroots of building up from that yeah 
Okay, so I'll read the quote. First, friendship is a gospel principle. It is necessary to our emotional and spiritual well-being. Second, friendship is the foundation upon which courtship and marriage to be built and can thrive. And third, a physical relationship before marriage can prevent the building of a strong relationship foundation, but after marriage it can enhance that friendship. Friendship then should form the foundation of romantic love, the love that leads to courtship and marriage. Likewise, both friendship and romantic love can become what God intends them to be, only when they are founded on charity, the pure love of Christ. I like that. It is good. Like I just feel like it was an, a stronger uh, reminder that romance is fun and all, but if you can't get along, if you don't like being around that person for an extended period of time, then what's the point? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of my first dates have actually just been with friends, with people I already had a rapport with who I enjoyed being around with on a daily basis and who we could we already knew we would get along and we're like okay we can do this like it's gonna be two to three hours and we're gonna have this fun activity and we're gonna have fun together Mm -hmm. like that's what dating is supposed to be about yeah I have kind of done it both ways where like I have gone on dates with people that I am already friends with and so it was just super fun and laid back and relaxed and we just like built on that friendship and then I've been on other dates with people that I was just like genuinely interested in like yeah he's cute okay i want to get to know him let's yeah. go out we go out so i spend 15 minutes with him and i'm like i am so bored oh like there's nothing like he is nice to look at but there is nothing mm-hmm. he's not giving me like any sort of responses mm-hmm. more than like yeah and no oh good and like there's just Can't nothing. Hold a conversation there's nothing there i'm bored Ouch. like i want to go home and yeah so that's painful i've experienced both sides mm-hmm. so okay i can definitely say that the friendship ones <laughs> always go better than they do than the i'm randomly interested in you mm-hmm. or i'm randomly attracted to this person let's go on a date yeah not to say that those can't go well no but mine you do will. have to be <laughs> you do, do have to be careful <laughs> you have to be prepared for what you're getting yourself into ultimately yeah although then again there is the chance that you are putting yourself in it too much which you shouldn't be doing yeah so there's this mentality that we kind of struck on a couple weeks ago just mm-hmm. in the conversation between the two of us off air um, because those do happen. Yeah. Some we're friends in real life. Um, what? <laughs> we were talking about the marriage mentality or the first date equals marriage mentality, also mm. known as putting the cart before the horse mentality. Yes. So it's going into a date and automatically gauging someone for marriage, which adds extra pressure onto those even considering asking someone to go on a date thinking Mm -hmm. that they have to be ready to marry or commit to someone as soon as they leave the date, Mm -hmm. which is so toxic and hazardous, and it's so So prevalent. (laughs) Why, you guys? Why can we not do this? It's so prevalent in the LDS community. Like, we all know that we're supposed to be dating with a purpose, and Mm -hmm. obviously that purpose is to find your person. Clearly. We know that. Get we, that out of the way right now. You've been told this plenty of times. We all you know, know this. But. The end goal of dating is to be married so you don't have to date anymore. Yes. Obviously. But, and this is a big but, a first date does not equal marriage. It doesn't. Shocking. Surprise. We know. It might be even heartbreaking. But, but honestly, get over it. Change your paradigm. I was saying earlier how a first date is kind of like a job interview. Yes. Like, you go in and you're obviously like dressed well you're on your best behavior you're putting forth your best self hoping that by the end of it they get to know you well enough to feel like you would be a good fit for their company Mm -hmm. you don't go into a job interview thinking i'm totally going to be the ceo of this company at the end of this interview (laughs) i mean granted there are some people that are going for ceo positions but like (laughs) even then i don't think you're going in thinking like oh for sure it's gonna happen at the end of this So why would you go into a first date or just like meeting a person for the first time, having Mm -hmm. a conversation with them and thinking, I'm totally going to marry this person? Yeah. To constantly scrutinize people with the idea, are they going to be my eternal spouse or not, actually closes the door to a lot of other healthy relationships that you could be having with those people, whether as friends, whether as in your networking, like in in anything. You're not considering the other ways that they can be a benefit to you in your life if you're just focused on, are they good enough to be my significant other or not? Absolutely. And like... Like, if you're going into a date with that mentality of, am I going to end up married to this person or not? 
you are closing yourself off to so many opportunities to just get to know who they are as a person Mm -hmm. and to let them see you for who you really are. Focusing, hyper-focusing on, I'm going to marry this person at the end of this date, or this Mm -hmm. date means so much more than just a date and just getting to know one another, that like you have now burdened yourself with so much stress that you don't even need that is probably going to ruin the date for you, to be totally honest. Honestly, yeah. Well, and then there's also setting the uh, the wrong bout of expectation. So you can go like, okay, going into that first date, you're like, okay, I definitely want my spouse to have this, this, and this. Now I have to see if they have those or not. But at the same time, you can't gauge one person and know them inside and out and know what they can bring to the table before you've really had a chance to meet them. First dates no. are typically, what, two hours or so? Yeah. And you can't have two hours and suddenly know everything about them good enough to say, yes, this person is perfect or no, this person you know, eats too loudly and I can't be around him. Yeah, but that's not to say that, like, at the end of a date, you can't leave the date and be like, oh my gosh, I had so much fun. This person is so great. I totally want to see them again. That's true, yeah. Because that happens. It's yeah. happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you. Like, Thank goodness, yes. But... They're <laughs> not all that. <laughs> but, like, I honestly have never left a date thinking... I'm going to marry this guy. I've never left this single date. No. Even when I was in a relationship and like oh, we yeah. had been dating for months. Uh-huh. Even then I wasn't like, I'm going to marry this dude after the mm-hmm. date. I was just like, yeah, that was fun. I like mm-hmm. him. <laughs> okay. And so I've, I've been working on that for the last couple of years, but going into merit, going into the dating raised by very conservative parents or just like, yeah, like you're, you're preparing for this. Like you got to think like long term goals and everything. And so on my dates, I'd be like, okay, like, do I have fun with this person? Do I want to spend more time with them? Like, I, I don't even know when I would ever get married at 16. I was like, I still have to wait at least two years to get married. So I, I was still thinking through a certain extent of time because you imagine where your life is going to be and even one year or two is, I mean, as nice as that would be to know. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. Trust me, after, what, 27 years, it is still pure torture. But <laughs> you just don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm getting across what I'm trying to say clearly, but you can't go in trying to expect too much from a date. And if you do, then, yeah, you, you do get sidetracked and you're wasting time that you could be in just learning more about them and, and keeping your mind open and keeping your heart open to them. Yeah. My dad always used to say in regards, not in regards just to dating, but he used to tell us to stop putting the cart before the horse mm-hmm. because if you put the cart in front of the horse, then the horse isn't going to be able to pull it anywhere. Yep. And it's just going to stay in one place. Yes. So if you are putting all of your expectations into this cart of like, I'm going to marry this person and the horse is mm-hmm. like basically the relationship potential, yeah. you're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. The horse is going to stay right there and all of your expectations are going to stay right there. You're not going to move anywhere. You're not going to mm-hmm. grow. You're not going to do anything. It's just going to be painful. Exactly. So how can we overcome this hurdle? Well, I came up with two things. And then the okay. other two things I actually found online. Oh, nice. Um, All right. So Bring them on. My suggestions were, one, to go on group dates. Okay. Even though I know we all hated group dates when we were like 16. Like, I'm 16. I'm an adult. I can go on a <laughs> date by myself. Like, we all had that mentality. But like, mm. honestly... When you're older, group dates are such a good opportunity for you to be in a low-stress environment and just see if you can even handle talking to this person for more than 10 minutes. Because I've been on a bunch of group dates Uh in my late 20s, and I've been like, this has been so much more fun because halfway through the first part of the date, I realized the dude is a dud. (laughs) He is not paying attention to anything that's going on. He's just Mm -hmm. all wrapped up in himself. And then I have so many other people I can talk to and enjoy myself with. Mm -hmm. So it's not a complete waste of my time. So I highly suggest group dates. Mm. That's number one. Even a double date can be helpful to know, especially if you're going on with friends or people you know, then you're just like, hey, at least if your person is a dud, there's still other people you can hang out with and hopefully you can still have a great time out of that. Yeah, that was my suggestion number one. I like that. Suggestion number two is going on quote unquote dates with a close friend. So I, I suggest this because if you have a close friend of the opposite sex, go on like one-on-one outings with just them Mm -hmm. so you can get that practice of like talking to someone Mm -hmm. engaging in conversation getting to know them better doing a shared activity like just something and it's it doesn't even have to be like a date date you don't even have to say like we're doing this as a practice date or we're doing Mm -hmm. this as a date right just go hang out and have a good time with with them do something fun one person of the Mm -hmm. opposite sex 
that is a close friend of yours and then you're like kind of getting over that hurdle of yeah that mentality of this date or this time together equals marriage because you both know you're not going to marry one another mm, right you just want to go you want to have fun you want to get to know each other better and you mm. end up strengthening that friendship too. The times that I've done that, we have actually helped one another overcome like our own mental hurdles with like oh, dating nice. and relationships where we've uh -huh. said like, you know, in my past dates, like X, Y, and Z has happened uh -huh. and this is how I reacted. And the person is like, oh, well, it's because you neglected X, Y, and Z. Okay, mind blown. You just helped me see something that I haven't seen before. Mm -hmm. And it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't gone out with that particular friend. Yeah. So oh, well. go on fake dates with a close friend. I like that. Yeah. Although then that means I'd have to find a guy friend and I don't have one. All right. And then the other two all I right. found online. One was therapy, which we talk about all the time. Yes. Therapy it's awesome. helps everyone. If you have this yes. mentality and going on group dates or going on friend dates or, you know, whatever else does mm -hmm. not help you get over this mentality, go and talk to a therapist because they can give you so much help and guidance mm -hmm. about this. Seriously, they, yeah, they can work miracles, basically. They'll talk you through, they'll listen, and they'll learn about, and they'll be able to see um, your situation from a more objective view where they can show you and point out things that you have you may not have noticed before and say hey this is where it stems and here's what we can do to help you on this and here's a few things you can do and here's a few things you need to keep in mind and work on reading your scriptures more or they'll have a lot of ways to help you through this and it's amazing so and like if you're thinking you know no therapist is really going to understand this because my religion is so closely connected with how i react on dates you are wrong because there are there so are. many faith-based therapists mm -hmm. all over the country. Like yep. specifically in Orlando, there's a lot of faith-based therapists. Oh, nice. Yeah, there are. Okay. Like my therapist that I went to was a very, very devoted Jewish woman. Uh-huh. She is. She's still alive. Cool. Like oh. I just haven't been able to visit her in a while. But like she's Jewish, so she totally understands the whole mm. stigma of like dating to marry and yep. like all of like mm -hmm. she understood everything and like the guilt culture of like yep. she just oh, understood everything that I was saying to her and mm -hmm. it was all because she had that background with religion nice. she isn't okay. advertised as like a faith-based counselor but like mm -hmm. going into her office she has like so many pieces of artwork that like oh, reflect nice. her Jewish heritage and everything and her oh, religious cool. beliefs and so I was able to really make that connection with her Mm -hmm. So therapy is there for you. And if you're really stressed about finding the right therapist, like the church offers therapy through LDS mm -hmm. Family Services. They do. And you can just talk to your bishop about meeting with a therapist. Right. So Yeah. And then also while you go through that process, if you don't like the first person you talk to, then find another therapist. Yeah. You're not, you. it's like doctors and grocery stores you get to pick the one you want to go to you're not forced mm -hmm. to go with just one option it's like dating hey <laughs> shop around until you find the right one okay anyways and so the last one last is talking through your dates with a trusted confidant so it could be like your sibling a best friend a, a roommate co-worker whatever it is in your life i usually talk through my dates with my sister mm-hmm and she does the same thing. So anytime nice. we, we go like in detail, like this is what happened. This is what we talked about. This is how he his body language was. Like we mm -hmm. go minute by minute practically. <laughs> We're really crazy nice. about that. Those kind of talks really help us to specifically to see red flags that I'm not seeing mm -hmm. or to see like green flags that are yes. like really great. It's always helpful to talk through those dates so that way you can really see like this is where things went well. This is where things went wrong. And then if you want to continue in this, this is how you should mm -hmm. reciprocate the feelings. Nice. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. So talking through mm -hmm. dates with a person is really helpful. Agreed. Yeah. I was just thinking how I started doing that with my current roommate. I, our relationship has definitely adapted throughout the last couple of years as we've lived together. I usually try not to talk about boys and dating and kissing and everything too much because I, that's not how I base most of my attention or my lifestyle on because, hey, it's Orlando and I've got things to do. But we recently started talking about, it was about kissing and 
I was just going through it, and it was really funny. And she was just like, Kaylee, that's not how it's supposed to be. You sh- that's, <laughs> like, you should have had this and that. That should have been that. And, like, it, sh- it should be so much better for you. And that all went wrong, and you deserve so much better, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, I mean, now that someone said that, okay. Yeah. But, I know, it's just, it's really amusing and enlightening to have people who you trust, who you like, willing to talk with you because they can point out things that you haven't noticed before or help you to figure out things that you can do to help yourself in the future, like you were saying. And, I mean, while these people are not going to be perfect, they're going to have a different point of view, which is going to be very beneficial to you. So whether you, not, whether you take their advice or not, it's still going to be very helpful for you to hear from someone because, I mean, at least for me personally, yeah, like I go over everything in my head over and over until it's turned into something else yeah you need to have Mm -hmm. a sounding board you really do it's very important all right so now we want to talk about dating dating in general dating so for the strength of youth we pulled that pamphlet out it says a date is a planned activity that allows a young man and a young woman to get to know each other better in cultures where dating is acceptable it can help you learn and practice social skills develop friendships, have wholesome fun, and eventually find an eternal companion. I would like to emphasize that last part. Eventually find an eternal companion. Okay. Can, can I can I point out something else too? Kaylee in the corner. Go ahead. A date is a planned activity. Yes. Planned. <laughs> planned. Planned. We will get to first date activities <laughs> in a moment. Um, just a reminder though, when you show up at that person's door... Don't go and say, what would you like to do tonight? No. You better have a plan or I'm oh going back God. in my house. Like, yes. <laughs> I, I will just shut that door, door in your face. That yes. is No. Come on, you guys. Just come on. I think it's so important to highlight also that it can help you learn and practice social skills and develop friendships. I know we all hate dating. I know we do. As like Unless you're 18, 19, and I've just really started to figure dating, it out. Yeah. Like, the older you get, the more you hate dating. And I understand that. And I am there with you. But, like, when you actually go on a date where the person is prepared, like you said, like, he's mm-hmm. planned an activity, you are really, like, talking with one another and engaging in conversation, it is so good. Mm-hmm. And it's like a breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And that's what dating is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be a breath of fresh air. It's not supposed to be a nightmare, hellish system that it is right now. (laughs) Mothballs in your throat where you're coughing and dying. It's not like the ninth Uh circle uh of hell where we all go to die. Like, that's not the goal. (laughs) Nope. It shouldn't be any of the circles of hell. No. My own personal circle (laughs) of hell Uh is online dating. Ooh. I... Okay, online dating (laughs) versus meeting organically. Mm -hmm. I, for one, hate online dating. I think it's super superficial. Mm -hmm. I know that I am great. (laughs) Yes. I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes. I'm not trying to say it like in a proud way or a stuck up way. A confident, self-assured manner. Like, I know that I have a lot to offer. I know I'm a great person and I know Mm -hmm. I'm fun to be around. She is, you guys. But I also know I'm not a knockout. I am not a supermodel. And I am oh. not the person that people are going to be like, swipe, yes, swipe, yes, oh, every time yeah. just by looking mm-hmm. at. I am an acquired taste. I am one of those people where, like, mm-hmm. the more you get to know me, the more you like me. Mm-hmm. Or the more you hate me. I don't really care. But Same. No, I, I definitely have, I have that same mentality. Um, okay, but in that, I think sushi is an acquired taste, so we're like sushi. Yeah. Right? What kind of sushi are you, Tracy? Ooh. I think I'm a spicy tuna roll. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was thinking that too. <laughs> That's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know it should be like a spicy California roll because, you know, yeah. I'm Californian and all, but. There's no they're not, fish in it. Yeah. It's not as good as it could be. No. So. Um, but yes, no agreed. And I think online dating, whether it's mutual, Tinder, um, LDS singles, Christian whatever Mingle, bumble, <laughs> all of those other things yeah. i mean yeah if that's all you've got then yeah it'll work but at the same time you do need to keep in mind that it is a superficial concept that you know you're literally going to be judging people on their looks yeah. and that's not the way you should be living your life 
No. And I know that we're going to get so much backlash for this. We are. But. Bring like, it. I understand that like, <laughs> yes, you do have to be attracted to the person. Yes. You Agreed. do. I'm not saying that you should swipe up on the ugliest person you see on mm-hmm. any of those sites right. and be like, well, I'm sure they have a great personality. Listen, I'm not here to say that like you cannot swipe on people that you find attractive because obviously that's what's gonna yeah we're not gonna we're not yeah. asking you we're not like trying to control how you swipe and who you choose or anything yeah. we're just asking you to keep in mind there's always more than meets the eye yes in exactly. all of these situations mm-hmm. and so like for me personally i have used dating apps and sites in the past and i hard stopped that um you're done i am never using it again <laughs> unless Jesus himself comes down and says, you have to start using this app. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, which I know will never happen, so I'm good. Hey. Um, I stopped, like, hard stopped after uh-huh. I had talked to this guy on, um, on, an LD- <laughs> <laughs> on an LDS dating site. I'm not saying which one. Okay. there's a couple. We had, like, good conversation online and, like, he seemed cool. Uh-huh. And then we met in person, and he was the weirdest, <gasps> creepiest oh, person no. I have ever oh. met in my life. Every part of me was uncomfortable on mm-hmm. that date. And it wasn't like I had this preconceived notion in my head of we're going to get married and do all of these things. It was just like, he seems normal. I'm able to have a good mm-hmm. conversation with him yeah. online or on my phone or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's good at keeping the conversation flowing. But when okay. we met in person, it's like... It was like another person entirely. Really? Uh huh. It was so weird, and I just felt so uncomfortable and gross. And that was the moment where I was like, I am never doing this again. Uh I personally cannot gauge, I can't discern if the person is like who they really are. Okay. If Mm -hmm. I don't meet with them face to face. Yeah. So, like, I'm always going to give that opportunity to meet with someone face to face. And, Mm -hmm. like, it is ideal. I have. A pretty good gift of discernment like yeah. i'm very good at discerning who's a good person and who's mm-hmm. not but it's hard to do so digitally but it's hard to do it digitally you mm-hmm. can't really do that understood yeah um i am on one currently and i have nothing to say about that <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> yeah no ideally it is best to i mean i've tried to connect with a few people online and then uh, like after like talking for a little bit try to meet them immediately in person but mm-hmm. hey there's nobody here and so there's really only so much to do besides learn to have conversations which i mean i do on an occasional basis but a lot of those are weird yeah like i just started talking to someone and like the third thing he said which was never like giving anything never giving any type of real answer or inviting information he was just like i'm looking for a serious relationship cool good for you good for you and i'm like what why if you want to like date someone if you want to if you eventually want to marry someone then you need to be able to date someone and to date someone you need to be able to communicate with them and if you want to communicate don't do that yeah also, I am very much a person who, like, I don't want you to comment on how I look. I don't want you to be like, oh my gosh, I think you're so beautiful. I want to get to know you. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care. Because That's... I want you to be like, if you were ever going to, like, slide into my DMs, uh-huh. you better have, like, a good story that you want to share with me and, like, uh-huh. a nice little comment or question or yes. something. Yes. To pique my interest, and then I'm down. Like, I will talk to you. Mm-hmm. But I if agree. you are sliding into my DMs being like, oh my gosh, Tracy, you're so beautiful. Mm-hmm. You are the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I just want to get to know you. I'm going to be like, okay, catfish, bye, deleted, blocked, never again. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. no, I get people who, like, immediately slide in, and they're like, hey, gorgeous. And it's like... It's like the same situation when uh, someone compliments you three times in a row. You know something bad is about to happen. Yeah. You cannot trust it. You don't know why they're doing that, and none of it is real. Although, I will say, unless you are another beautiful woman and you are telling me that I oh, look beautiful, I yes. don't want to hear about it. Yes. <laughs> because, That's true. Because there then I know it's true. <laughs> yes. Goodness, yes. Yeah. So, I just, oh. I can't online date. I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you see my profile out there, it's because I didn't delete it. I just don't <laughs> oh, look at it ever. Oh, so that's funny. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, mine's still up. I'm mostly just using it now to advertise for our podcast, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey. Yeah. <laughs> if you saw my profile and came to check us out, hello. Yeah. Please keep listening. Yeah. Um. Sorry you might not get a response <laughs> in the dating uh, department, yeah. but... 
and I'm I'm okay being honest with this, but the only dates I've had in I think the last four years are because I've been on an online dating uh, connection website. Oh. Like that's the only way I've gotten any dates since I moved to Orlando. Interesting. And I was like, you know, I don't want to be super out of touch with that. Like I, if I do get the opportunity to eventually date more or to even get married, I want to be prepared. And so that's one of the reasons I've been willing to put myself out there. I'm not looking for anything long-term, but I'm looking for the opportunity to build connections and consider potential, like, very lightly, though. Mostly just to have a good time and meet people. Like, let's love a little, but, like, not, like, long-term. I don't (laughs) (laughs) I like you, but not that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let's just keep it chill, but real. Yeah. So. All right. So we want to talk about first date activities. So, Kaylee had really emphasized that a date is a planned activity. Planned activity, you guys. (laughs) Pre-planned. Okay. So, one thing that I would like to put out there right now. Mm -hmm. Never, ever take a date to the movies. (laughs) Never. Tracy, how many of your first dates have been to the movies? Oh, my gosh. So many. So many. And they were like, oh, (laughs) I just hated them Uh so much. I went on some... When I was, like, in college that wanted to take Mm -hmm. me to a movie. And I was like, can we do something else? And they Mm -hmm. were like, yeah, we can get, like, ice cream after. And I'm like, anything but the the movies. Like, literally anything. I will go and, like, get my eyebrows shaved off (laughs) instead of going to the movies. Like, anything Uh. else but, like, but that. Um, That's funny. You just, you can't get to know someone if you're Mm -hmm. going to a movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, exactly. and then, like, for some reason, the dude in every one of my experiences, this may not be the same for everybody else, but in every <laughs> one of my experiences, the dude feels like some sort of pressure to be physical and, like, touch oh, me. On and I'm first like, date? and I'm like, first of all, we, I literally have said four things to you ever. Mm. I don't know anything about you. No. I don't want to hold your hand. Get no. away from me. Like, watch the movie that you so desperately wanted to see. Yeah. Leave me alone. For real. Like, the worst one I ever uh-huh. went to was to go see, oh gosh, it's a tie actually. He wanted to go see Avatar. Oh. This dates me, no. obviously. But like, he wanted to go see oh. Avatar and I was like, absolutely not. I will not go see Avatar. How about no? So we ended up going and seeing Sherlock Holmes instead. Hey. Which was better. Yeah. No, but I, he was I a nightmare really on the that. date. Real. Anyways. Oh. And then another one was mm-hmm. seeing one of the newer X-Men movies. Uh-huh. I think it was Days of Future Past. I don't. They all blend together. For Honestly, me, so. I hated the movie. I yeah. was so bored, and the movie was so long. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I can't do this. Like, mm-hmm. I am going nuts. This movie is like <laughs> 17 hours long. <sighs> and I'm with this dude that I've literally had like three conversations with. Uh huh. And I, I need to get out. <laughs> I can't. Okay, but all now terrible. I want to count, like, all the movies that I've been to see on my dates. The only ones that really come to mind, though, were, like, terrible, and I've never watched them since, which is High School Musical 3. I love that movie! Day, no. <laughs> on a first, on your very, good, not on a date. Yeah, on your very first date ever. Oh, Yeah, and you're just like, no. why? Um, then another one was the remake of Tron. I still haven't seen that movie. <gasps> Don't see it. It is trash. <laughs> okay, I won't. It is, like, incredibly trash. Like, they tried. They tried, and I appreciate it. But no. And, oh. And, but yeah, so anyways, it's just it's just super weird. Like, you're going to just sit next to each other and not talk to each other for two hours. Or he's going to awkwardly, like, try and touch you. And Ugh, don't touch me. No. Don't touch me. How about, let's not. So, let's think of other things that we could be doing instead together and still have a great time. So, it should be something fun, low-key, and casual so you can really focus on getting to know one another yeah and like especially like not be distracted mm-hmm. i mean like sometimes you can be distracted by what's going on but like mm-hmm. something that's not gonna like completely pull your focus away from like getting to know the other mm-hmm. person i agree there needs to be enough like variability mm-hmm. to give you time to look to talk to each other but also to enjoy some of your surroundings so it continues to help you give more than enough to talk about if you need it yeah you know and just to get to know each other out in a public setting all right so first one comedy shows yes 
Have you have you taken a date on a comedy show? Yeah. Yeah, how'd that go? It was so fun. Uh-huh. We it was mostly like college improv shows, but like even nice. then it was like so much fun. That'd be a very entertaining. Of those. Mm-hmm. And then like so in Orlando there's this place called SAC Comedy Lab. S A K. And they yeah. <laughs> and they <laughs> do cleared up. <laughs> um they do once a month they have like an improvised rock opera, which is my mm-hmm. favorite thing <sighs> ever. I still need to go. It's so fun. Sometimes. And then they have like Excellent. other shows like thrown throughout the whole week. So literally mm-hmm. you could pick a night of the week, any night, mm-hmm. show up and they're having a show. Yeah. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's so great. It's so fun and it's super cheap. It's like ten bucks. Right. For a ticket. So like you're not spending a ton of money. It's cheaper than a few movie tickets. Yeah. And if it's like Man, where you go. And there's always like breaks throughout the show so the performers obviously can have a minute but like you guys could talk like in between those breaks like i think Mm -hmm. that's ideal yeah i definitely like that one and then the next one is local concerts which is actually something i did on my last date um yeah i asked this guy out and there's a little place uh in downtown not on like main downtown but like old downtown um where they would do local shows during the summer just out under the lights and so what we did is got a boba drinks which mm-hmm. are awesome um and then we went and walked down and they're playing old rock music and there were kids playing around and they're like actually like huge swings too in the grove so we just like sat down and enjoyed the music and if you know conversation fell away we could just listen to the music and then we would pick it up back up while we were ready and it was super pretty out and it was just it was very casual but very enjoyable yeah that's mm-hmm. something i recommend um to a lot of my friends well here in orlando we're really blessed like, <laughs> that is true. We're very blessed. We've got a lot of orchestras like, and choirs and bands. And I everything. also suggested like Disney Springs. That's true. Yeah. Because constantly live performers. Dis- yeah, they always have live performers. So like, first of all, parking at Disney Springs is free. Yes. The performances are free. Mm-hmm. You can literally spend an entire evening walking around, talking, watching performances, looking at random things, mm-hmm. all for free, and then like maybe get food or maybe get like a drink or something. Yeah, and get gelato. Spend Call like ten bucks on a date. Honestly, like, yeah. Ideal, mm-hmm. honestly. So straight up, yes. So another one we have are museums. Which I've never done, but I feel like I'd actually kind of enjoy because then there's like points yeah. where you can talk about the art, but then like you don't have to talk because it's yeah. supposed to be quiet. Or even just like so. the exhibit. Like I mm-hmm. personally love museums. They are wonderful. More than anything else, so I love cool. museums. So <laughs> cool. So much fun. And again, we're very blessed in Orlando. There are museums everywhere <laughs> all for over. like all different types of mm-hmm. museums. Pick a museum, go together, have fun. Oh, on that though, also if you're worried about costs, if you've got a Bank of America card, they do a museum on us on the first weekend of every month. And so you just take your card and you get one free pass and then you can, you just pay for us. Uh, your days and then you're good to go nice. like it's or it's very nice that's why you got that car or the library <laughs> so oh yes that's true in our particular county orange Orlando, county yeah we're in library orange system. county thank you for existing they have a really cool program where you can use your library card to get passes to things in orlando so you mm-hmm. can go to the orlando science center the mm-hmm. art museum a few you, places a yeah. few shows even yeah you can go mm-hmm. to anything and you just have to like pre-book it so like if I wanted to take a guy on a date, I would be like, okay, I'm going to get passes to this thing, see when I can get them for the earliest, and yeah. then be like, okay, let's go on a date on this day. I have passes to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, And that exactly. would be so fun. I'm and it's in. free! Yes! Seriously. Totally free! Yeah, you just, I mean, <laughs> it's going to definitely vary uh, depending on where you're at. If you're in Orlando, you are more than a blast, and if you can't find anything to do on a date, you're not looking and... I'm not going to call you names, but you're not being creative and you just need to do a little bit of Googling and figure something out because there's plenty to do. And I mean, honestly, it's almost the more creative you are, the more it's not even putting in that much effort, but it's going to really impress the person that you go on a date with. Yeah. I mean, one of my main dates that I went on, like we didn't even do any of that. We just made paper boats and let them down the river nice and that was like super basic but it was actually really really enjoyable cool. and just putting in a little bit of effort is really impressive and there's always opportunities to do things the next one I, you're gonna have to tell us more about that tracy i haven't done it yet oh <laughs> um so this was my suggestion obviously <laughs> i said karaoke because i freaking live and die for karaoke <laughs> like I'm not even, like, an amazing singer. I do well. Hey, you don't need to be amazing. You just need no, to be, like... you just have to go for it. Yes. And most committed. of the time, 
I mean, barring last night. I went to karaoke last night. But barring last night, I generally rap when I do karaoke. Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, I should have gone. I usually do like 80s and 90s hip hop. So I'm usually rapping when I do karaoke. (laughs) But last night was more like actually singing, which was really fun. Yeah. All right. But karaoke is so fun because you can just like let loose. You know you're not going there to be a rock star or to be amazing and be the greatest. Plus, like, if you're going to a karaoke bar, like, we have a couple karaoke bars in Orlando, and, like, one of them is, like, it's so funny. It looks like a little hole in the wall. There's these people that come, like, every week. Really? On the same night, and they always sing the same exact songs, like, they're regulars. Honestly, the entire room is just, like, electric. Everyone has fun. Everyone's supporting one another. Even if you sound terrible up there, the entire room starts singing along with you. Mm -hmm. So, like, your voice kind of gets drowned out and, like, everyone's just having a good time. So, like, it's really... That's what it's all about. Ideal. Um, And then if you're not ready to to sing, you can always dance. And that's actually something I've done. When I was at Southern Utah University, they had ballroom dancing, like, kind of lessons uh, for free every Wednesday night. And that's actually, like, where half of my dates ended up taking me. Um, Because it it was just very fun and casual. They had one area where you could learn to line dance. And then there'd be other people willing to teach you basic and more intense dance moves. And so, like, I learned to do a lot of things. Like, I could, like, it's going to sound weird, but, like, I, I can, like, flip over guys' shoulders, like, flip up in the air like I wanted to do a few intense things it was a lot of fun and I mean it was definitely more physical than I'm usually ready to get on a first (laughs) date but like once you get over that um initial awkwardness awkwardness, and you're just like oh my gosh like I can learn to do this and so can you like yeah like and that's a really good way I think to just get along to have fun to definitely laugh at yourselves and just hang out anyways okay (laughs) and then obviously we have like the basic answers Mm -hmm. of like go bowling mini golfing Mm -hmm. Go get dinner, go get ice cream, Mm -hmm. like basic things. Everything that we have just given you as a simple example are Mm -hmm. activities that you can do that are fun, they are engaging, Mm -hmm. you obviously are planning ahead and you're putting some sort of thought into them. Just a little bit. And you're opening the door to having good conversations and really getting to know Mm -hmm. one another. Yeah, and I mean, it can still be low-key and super casual, um, so that there's still plenty of time to to really connect and communicate and everything. Um, but yeah, it doesn't need to be a lot. It just needs to be something that you're willing to put in a little bit of effort to say, hey, let's spend some time together and let's try to make it good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so there's also dates where they're going to suck and there are things that you need to watch out for, red flags. There's yeah. going to be red flags. That we should all be looking out for on dates. Yeah. Um, After all, a first date is when you're both should be on your best behavior. So if there are things popping up during the date that are not voting well for you, it's only going to get worse if you continue to date. If they can't even be on their best behavior during a first date, then they're only going to get more disappointing and less worthy of your time as time goes on. Absolutely. So I found this article on businessinsider.com. There's a May 2018 article that says, First dates may be the perfect recipe for nerves, but they are also the perfect opportunity to work out if someone is really right for you. Some people take longer to come out of their shell, and that's fine, but there are some signs you should stay well clear of someone that are immediately apparent on a first date. Mm-hmm. We're going to go into this list. It's actually 13 13 items. Things. Yeah. All right. So number one, they are late, but they don't tell you. Number two, their behavior suggests a control problem. Um, number three. <laughs> They aren't present, meaning they're on their phone, they're looking all around the room, like they're doing anything but paying any attention to you. Not that they need to like be staring at you the whole time, but they do need to be able to engage with you. Yeah. And if they can't, then that's definitely a red flag. Number four is that they're rude to the wait waiter or to the staff or to the people who are helping you enjoy your date. They're trash if they they're trash. are rude to the staff. Honestly, yes. Number five, they're aggressively romantic. So oh. from this article, they actually were saying like, If you're on the date and all they keep saying is like, oh my gosh, you're so beautiful. I'm so glad you finally said yes to going on this date with me. Everything is so much better because you're here. Like those sort of things, like run. Does that include like, what do you think our children will look like? Absolutely run. (laughs) Run and hide. Ah, Run, stab them, run and hide. Do you want a spring wedding or a fall wedding? Run. I want to run. Get out immediately. (laughs) All right. Also, that also that almost flows into number six. The date moves too fast. Yeah. Keep, take it slow. Take it easy. Have fun. If things go really well, then go on a second date and worry about it. Th- 
what are you she's I was just gonna say she's making a face I was what? just gonna say don't put the cart before the horse yes don't put the cart don't, before the horse don't don't let it happen number seven they bring up their ex a lot Ooh. if they are consistently talking about like one particular ex or like uh-huh. all of their exes oh, that is a huge good. red flag because that means that they were the actual problem and not their exes mm-hmm. exactly yeah all right, number eight, they tease you in a mean or a deprecating way. Um, yes, that is a huge issue. Like, at least from a scenario of, like, a guy with a girl or, like, a guy with me, if he tries pulling jokes like, oh, yeah, like, the classic go to the kitchen and make me a sandwich kind of yeah. thing, like, those kind of jokes are not okay. They're not acceptable. Don't tell me how good I would look in the kitchen. I look good everywhere, and you don't get to <laughs> yeah. decide that. So, <laughs> number nine, they're already jealous. Which we covered in yeah, all of, our 10th episode yeah. on my my date Ooh, experience. Yeah, don't. If you're on a first date, don't. you don't owe the person anything. You have no nope. right to be jealous about anything. All right, number 10, they do not like differences of opinion. Um, yeah, yeah so if you just like, yeah, you're wrong about that. Or if she's like, okay, but it's actually this way and you're wrong um, about opinions and not like facts or something. Actually, no, you can even still, people can be wrong can be wrong and think that they're right and still refuse to believe that they're wrong. Number 11, they make too many jokes. Um, so I had to look further into this one because uh-huh. I obviously make a lot of jokes. I'm a very yeah. like humorous person. But they mean it in the sense of avoiding intimacy by joking and not allowing yourself to have feelings. Okay. So like if someone was talking avoiding about... emotions. Yeah. If someone was talking comedy. about how like, oh, you know... I really struggled at work the other day because this family came in and they were really rude to me and blah, blah, blah. It really hurt my feelings and, like, being vulnerable and then the person Mm -hmm. making a completely offhanded joke about it instead of, like, empathizing and being like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm so sorry that happened, but I'm sure that, like, things will get better in the future. That's more appropriate than, like, well, you could have just stabbed him with a fork in the eye. Yeah, like, don't make jokes. Just have feelings, pay attention, and be engaged. Yeah. Number 12. Oh, this is new. Uh, they admit to ghosting other people. Yeah. I think we all ghost people. I've I mean, only that's ghosted fair. one person. Have I ghosted people? I have. Sorry. You're weird. Yeah, he was weird. Um, it was the date that I talked about serial killers on to end the date. Nice. Yeah, I ghosted him after that. Yeah. I'm working on it, though. <laughs> So I guess I broke rule number 12. Bye, bad. I have well, a red flag. I feel like you can only legitimately <laughs> ghost people after you've been on a date with them. I just ghost people when I get tired of texting them and I've never met them. That works. Does that still count? I don't think that counts. Technicality with people. I think that's just fading into the hedges like <laughs> Simpson. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> okay, not really here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And number 13, they seem bored by you and are dismissive. So there's a quote at the end of this article that says, if you don't warrant their full attention on the first date, chances are that they have made their priorities clear. If they leave you feeling like you're already on the losing team, you might need to decide if you want to go into overtime or just admit defeat and cut your losses. And I really like that because Uh if, Uh again, first dates, you're on your best behavior. If they are already ignoring you and treating you like you're not important and just not giving you any of their time or energy then you obviously do not matter to them and you should mm-hmm. not pursue this further. Exactly. Just cut your losses, take that as a sign, and mm-hmm. call it. So okay. now to bring it more into like a light, uplifting area. <laughs> uplifting. Now that we've talked <laughs> so much trash about red flags, um, we uh-huh. want to give some great advice for a great first date. All of this actually comes from a scienceofpeople.com article entitled 10 Science-Backed First Date Tips to Make Your Date Great. So this is not just Kaylee and Tracy spewing out our opinions. This is backed by science. So (laughs) believe in science today, everyone. (laughs) So the first one was choose the right date location. So again, Mm -hmm. that goes back to what we talked about for activities. Yeah. What Kaylee said about planning activities. Plan Uh ahead. Choose the right first date location. Then also prepare for engaging conversation. Come with the mindset of things that you can already be talking about. And if you need to, you can come with a few questions ahead of time that spark conversation when it starts to die. One question would include, given the choice of anyone in the world, who do you want as a dinner guest? Second question is, what's your most treasured memory? Um, And then third one is, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Besides, what is it, April 24th? <laughs> it's not too hot, not, not too, too cold. cold just All enough, you need is a light, light jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 
All right. So the next tip is get your mind right. Um, and so this is really just getting your mind into the sense of like, I'm going on a date. I'm going to mm-hmm. have fun. It's going to be a great time. But there's this important <laughs> quote. Um, they say, practicing self-compassion can help you to stop ruminating on previous dating experiences that didn't go well. It means you can understand that everyone is frustrated by dating and relationships sometimes. It means that any fear or trepidation you feel prior to a date isn't a sign of something being wrong with you, but rather an awareness of a feeling we all deal with from time to time. Mm -hmm. In fact, these experiences are things that connect us all. In other words, sometimes dating is hard. Sometimes dating is painful. But the really painful aspect of dating isn't so much the experiences we endure as the way we internalize the experiences. Rather than blaming yourself, feeling unworthy, or taking on a pessimistic view of the future, you can shake it all off and know this one thing. Bad dating and bad relationships happen. But when dating and relationships go right, it can be life-changing. Embrace the fear, allow yourself to hope for something great, and get ready to just have fun. I love that so much. And it really ties in at the end. Embrace the fear, allow yourself to hope for something great, and get ready to just have fun. That's really what dating should be about. Just getting through it, accepting what's going to happen, and get ready to enjoy the ride one way or another. Yeah, and that's something that I feel like I've been talking to a lot of my guy friends about lately. Yeah. Some of them are very much like, I'm never going to find my person. Mm. Like, I'm just going to die alone, blah, blah, blah. Pessimism. And and I'm just like, you have so much to offer. You are so great. You are kind. You are smart. You are wonderful. You have such a good heart. Like, you're fun. All of these things. And I am just like, if only you could see how amazing you actually are, Mm -hmm. it would change your whole mindset entirely. And you would feel more hopeful. Like, it says at this the end of this quote like just be hopeful for something good obviously the older you get and the more single you are like it gets very difficult to have that yeah. hope but honestly I don't feel like a failure for being 30 and not married mm-hmm. I feel really good actually like mm-hmm. I feel like I have made a lot of decisions in my life of dating good people and dating bad people and dating people that you know I could have seen myself with but it wasn't the right timing Mm -hmm. and it's all been for experience but I have this calm reassurance that like the right person is out there yeah he's just not right here right now and I and that's okay I'm okay with that yeah like I don't know I, I just completely agree with that and like even though I know I haven't dated very much and I do have limited experience in that I know that's not part of my identity of who I am I know I'm still worthy to be loved I could get married at any point but I know that when I do whether it's now or in the next life then that's the right time for me yeah. because I am definitely becoming the person who I meant to me and I've been able to see that in the past couple of years as I'm looking back and I'm like I'm not I have not been ready to get married at any point in time there's still so much of this life and of myself to discover that that's what my time is being spent on and learning how I can help those around me not just helping one person through a marriage right now yeah and that's okay so that's something that we can continue to do as we work on dating and someday potentially marriage Mm -hmm. so then the next thing to do after getting your mind right you also need to be able to learn from the past one of the quotes say take a look back at your previous dating experiences what could they possibly indicate about you remember this isn't an exercise in self-defeat it's a chance to do some research and adopt behaviors that show your best self the you that you hope your date will see You have the power to put your best foot forward no matter what happened in the past. I love that. It is so important. And I know like in the past couple of dates, um, I have not been like my best self. There's always room for growth. And being able to take a look back just helps you learn about, okay, this this is good, this is bad, and I love this about myself, but I did not share that with him because I was too nervous. So I need to work on my nerves and be able to share that. All right, so the next one is take a deeper look at how you present yourself. Um, There's a quote that says, ask your friends to give you their honest perception of your online profile (laughs) or (laughs) how you put yourself together in real life and consider the why behind the feedback. Why do you think they have the impression that they do? Why do you think that impression does or doesn't match up to what you intended? Why do you hope to give off the kind of impression you're going for? And does it match who you really are on the inside? Whether it's the words you use to describe yourself online, the pictures you post, or the way you dress, it's important to understand the entire picture of what you're putting out there. Is that picture truly your best self? So it's not just how you look on your first date, but like 
what is the uh, image that you're really trying to put out there for yeah. the world? Are you trying to be this shiny, perfect version of you that mm-hmm. doesn't actually exist? And I mean, it's not like you want to sh- like go out and say like, here's how great I am and here's how bad I can be. Yeah. You want to be able to give a measured look and say, hey, this is who I am and this is who I'm trying to be and everything. That actually makes me think of um, Doctor Who. Yeah. With the Raxacorical Palapatorians. Uh-huh. The ones that like, they look like gigantic bugs, but they wear <laughs> skin suits basically uh-huh. when they take over London and the like parliament essentially. Yeah. There's a few episodes with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like if you are like, if you're really like one of those monster bugs in real life <laughs> and you're just putting on a skin suit, like there's something deeply wrong and you need to address the bug side of you yes. more than the skin suit. Yeah, look at it this way from the recent uh, Dolly Parton meme that went out. They need to see your Facebook, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your Tinder, your Instagram. They need to be able to see all of that to a certain extent. So, all right, next one. (laughs) Be aware of your body language. So make sure that you've got some open body language that you're trying to mirror them a little bit. Um, And that just means copying some of the movement that they're doing to act like a mirror to them. If they cross their arms, you might want to cross your arms. And that just shows that there is a subconscious connection being made between the two of you. Um, Then there's also fronting and leaning. So make sure that you're, if you want to show that you're interested in them, then lean forward a little bit. Fronting for me is something that's very fascinating because Mm -hmm. you could think that you're giving like all the clues that you're like open and you're interested in them but like fronting means like everything about your body is pointing Mm -hmm. towards Mm -hmm. them and it's not like including your feet like if your feet are pointing like towards the exit then subconsciously your date is going to think like they're not fully invested they're ready to run for the door yeah so Mm -hmm. like fronting just like positioning your entire self Mm -hmm. so that way your body language is completely focusing on them All right, and so the last one is be interested to be interesting. Mm -hmm. Be invested in the conversation, the person, and the time that you have together. Don't worry about making interesting anecdotes or jokes or crazy stories or anything. Be fully invested in the time you're spending together, the things your date is saying, and follow the flow of the evening. That makes you infinitely more interesting than any story ever could. Like, I am 100% more interested in someone who is actively listening to me mm-hmm. than I am to someone who is just waiting for me to stop so they can tell a funny story. Ooh, yeah, they need to be listening. We all need to be listening to listen, not just listen to talk. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely something that's very prevalent throughout society today, but it's something that each of us can be working on and keeping in mind for uh, while we're enjoying our date. Something I did for preparation of this episode today was that I started looking through some of the general authorities' stories and um, some of our past prophets and how they met one another and even going through the scriptures to see what were their meetup stories, what were their first dates like. A lot of them were freaking adorable. So So, uh, (laughs) there's a link on LDS Living dot com um where it's titled how the prophet and apostles met their wives and it is adorable um but the one i'll share is about president ballard and it talks about how president ballard met his wife barbara at a university of utah hello day dance i don't know what that means it's probably like the first day of school dance oh oh. like okay like a get to know you like welcome back to the school year Uh or like a new semester dance i don't know i'm just assuming If you go to University of Utah and they still do this or you have gone to University of Utah and they did this once upon a time, let us know what it is. All right, cool. Yes, please. Okay, so yeah, so that's where they met. So President Ballard had just returned from his mission and a friend of his introduced Barbara to him at the dance. He was only able to dance with her for about 30 seconds before he was tagged out, but that was the start of a courtship of 11 months. Oh. I know. And so then he talked in his talk following up. He shared, having learned the importance of follow-up on my mission, I got her telephone number and called her the very next day to ask her out. (laughs) But she was busy with school and social commitments. Thankfully, my mission taught me to be persistent even in the face of discouragement, and I was eventually able to make a date. And that date led to others. Somehow during those dates, I was able to convince her that I was the only true and living returned missionary, (laughs) at least as far as she should be concerned. Now, 64 years later, there are seven children and many grandchildren and great-grandchildren who stand as evidence of the significant truth that no matter how good your message is you may not get a chance to deliver it without consistent persistent follow-up i love that (laughs) (laughs) that is super cute but then something that also is necessary to just keep in mind that i want to keep in as a side mention is um there is 
good things to persistence and there are bad things to persistence as well. So while it's very important for us to be consistent, if she or he is giving clear body language or any other interpre interpretation that they're not at all interested, then there is a point where you should not, where you should maybe not consider um, being so persistent. Especially if they're vocally telling you, I'm not interested. Oh, yes. I don't want to date you. Yes. That's not like, that's not like the dumb and dumber thing where he's mm -hmm. like, so you mean there's a chance? It's not <laughs> that. Like, it's not. If someone is telling you whether they're male or female or whatever, mm -hmm. I am not interested. I do not want mm -hmm. to date you. Yeah. That's it. Cut your yeah. losses. First off, you don't get to bug them and ask them why they won't date you until they, until you know you can burn down all their excuses and you don't keep nor do you keep harassing them because at that point that's pretty much what it turns into it doesn't show that you're you know very persistent it shows that you're starting to really bother someone after they've politely or at least told you honestly that they're not interested in anymore and yeah. i think that's something that has been kind of portrayed in a few general authorities or apostle stories of how persistent they were in courting their wives which from their angle it's a very cute story but it has concerned me um and recent days where i've known um a few guys who are just like yeah she won't like she keeps saying no to me i don't know how i can make her say yes maybe if i get her to go out on this if i buy tickets to her favorite show maybe she'll say yes then yeah that's not how it should go conversely i feel like in the case of these general authorities like mm -hmm. the girls that they were pursuing were also interested in them they were yes. just legitimately busy mm -hmm. like we've heard from president Uchtdorf and uh -huh. his wife harriet yes. and they met when they were like 16 mm -hmm. and harriet was like not about it at all <laughs> and uh -huh. so like he waited mm -hmm. she went on dated other people did her own thing he went to pilot school yeah. did his own thing mm -hmm. and then when the time was right like he came back and he presented himself to her again and she was like all right but not right now <laughs> i got stuff to do this week mm -hmm. maybe next week and like that sort of persistence mm -hmm. i think is better than the like yes where you know there's actual interest involved mm -hmm. but like the person's just busy at the beginning yes. like if you were coming at her and she flat out told you from the get-go no thanks i'm not interested and mm -hmm. you kept trying to pursue it that's when it becomes an issue for yes. me yes well put <clears throat> one last thing we wanted to add to this is it's called write your own framework so it's from mm -hmm. the science of people article again. Amy Webb did a TED talk about um, writing your own algorithm for your love and figuring out oh, nice. a way to make it work for you. Uh -huh. Because yes, algorithms are sometimes complex and sometimes they're very simple and mm -hmm. it may take a ridiculous amount of tries before you finally get the right one, but ultimately you get to write the algorithm and it will work out. So they said, when dating doesn't go well, it's easy to jump to extreme conclusions. Here's the thing. It's not easy to find the love of your life, but it's so worth it when it happens. And just like any other goal you want to reach, it can take a lot of self-evaluation to make it happen. All you have to do is figure out your own framework and play by your own rules. According to Dr. Webb, you can create an algorithm for love if you write it yourself. What does yours look like? So I think this kind of gives more hope. The road to finding the love of your life is very bumpy. It's difficult. There's a lot of twists and turns. There oh, might yeah. be a few mountains in there and some avalanches. I don't really know. But you can make it happen if you want it to happen. If you mm -hmm. are going through that self-evaluation and you're trying to better yourself along this road, it will be so much easier for you to find that person. Granted, I know that we have discussed before that sometimes you just aren't going to get married in this life. And on that road to finding the love of your life, maybe you come across that knowledge and mm -hmm. you come to terms with it. And maybe that's part of your road. And maybe that's part of your algorithm. Ultimately, you're writing the algorithm. You're writing your own love story. You are the one that's in control. If you're writing it for yourself and you're writing it with all of these negative undertones and these hopeless narratives where like yeah. everything is terrible and the world is out to get you, mm -hmm. then you're going to just be miserable and your story is going to be a tragic story that yeah. the Greeks wouldn't even want to do uh, in nope. <laughs> Greek theater. Take pride in your own story. Take pride in your own love life. Take pride in your journey. 
and take control of it. Be hopeful, be optimistic, be confident in who you are. If you don't know what you have to offer, ask your friends. Yeah. And they will tell you what you have to offer and then they you will. can go from there. Exactly. As well, I mean, yeah, If even if you don't have it set up now, it's something that you can work on. And even when it doesn't work for you, then you can learn to, you can rewrite it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not saying you have to create this algorithm and stick with it for the rest of your life. It's something that you can continuously work on and work on improving for yourself. And because that's what it's ultimately for. It's for you. It's to make it's to help you make the most of your life. And I think that's something that, especially as singles within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, it's something that we need to keep in mind and something that we can use to help us drive ourselves forward. Yeah, I agree. For, like, <laughs> the four people that listen to this podcast. Actually, like... I've decided I was wrong. There are more than five people. There's, like, eight. Eight? So, eight people. Wow. So, we... We adore all of you, each and every one of you. Honestly, like... All eight of you. I <laughs> don't even care if, like, four or eight or 8,000 people listen to this. Like, Or one. Or it's just us. Or it's just us. Like, we're just speaking into the void. I mm-hmm. feel like taking time to get to know who you are and to do something that, like, really makes you happy is ultimately what this life is about. And that's kind of what you should be bringing to a first date also. Taking that time to get to know one another, to bring your best self forward, to bring mm-hmm. everything that like makes you who you are to the table and just kind of putting it out there and hoping that the other person can pick it up and be like, yeah, let's go with this. Like, mm-hmm. this sounds like fun. Like, yeah, let's roll. I think that's the whole point of mm-hmm. dating. We just want to go do something fun, be ourselves. And mm-hmm. if you can't accept someone for who they really are, then you're not meant to be with them. Then and yeah, exactly. That's it. Simple as that. Just wash your hands and you go mm-hmm. home. Call it a day. Exactly. That's all it needs to be. And, and you know, if it goes well, then yeah, you talk about a second date and yeah, move forward. Yeah. But either way, you're still who you are. You're still who you're meant to be. And so are they. And if it works, if it works. Yeah. If you have any other things that we missed from our discussion of first dates that mm-hmm. you would like to talk about or you would like us to talk about, please message us on Instagram. Send us your emails at funeralpotatoesforthesingles at gmail.com. Just try and get in touch with us and we would love to hear from you. We are very good at responding because, <laughs> again, we only have eight listeners, so we respond very quickly. Hey, hey. Um, but we would love to hear from you guys and mm-hmm. we love you and we we are so grateful for your support and your Mm -hmm. energy and everything we just love doing this yes so thank you for listening and be careful on your next first date yes yeah all right Bye. bye